If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, so as mentioned yesterday, City Council unanimously unanimously approving this notice of motion brought forward by Ward 8 City Councilor Evan Woolley uh, to address these issues around the Sheldon Schumier Health Center, specifically the Safe Works Supervised Consumption Site. This comes on the heels of this report last week from the Calgary Police Service, uh, which identifies a sharp increase in the number of calls to police, uh, increases uh, in you know, drug use, property crime, etc. So, can these problems be addressed can we find a balance between offering this harm reduction service but also protecting those who live and work in the community well let's uh bring into the conversation ward 8 city councilor evan Willard, councilor thanks for making some time for us here good afternoon rob thanks for having me all right we'll talk about the urgency uh that, that you feel in in having the city having police having alberta health services address this uh sorry uh you'd like to know the urgency well yeah the urgency as you see it yeah uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the urgency, and I, you know, I've been talking a lot about it, is uh, that people are afraid in the neighborhood. And we've seen crime uh, significantly increase uh, adjacent to the Schumer site, but also really in the, in the whole of the downtown and the Beltline, the center city. Um, one of our core jobs uh, as, a, as a city and as a municipality is to keep our citizens safe. Yeah. And uh, we, we have to deliver on that. Yeah, and, and as you say, I mean, it, it goes beyond just the Beltline area. And, and so how much of it then do we attribute to having safe works there and, and you know, drawing drug users to the area versus just what's been a real unfortunate explosion of drug use, especially now more recently with, uh, with meth coming into the equation? I mean, if safe works didn't exist, would we still have a lot of these problems? Yeah, you know when when we first started having the conversation about 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 uh, opening this site, you know one of the things that even the neighborhood uh, had identified is there's unsafe consumption uh, happening all all you know across the city. I uh, remember that most of the most of the overdose deaths are not happening. There's no there's no there's no they're all happening in the downtown. They're happening in every community across the city. But uh, we'd particularly seen in in the Beltline in the downtown there was unsafe consumption happening everywhere. So if it's happening everywhere, doesn't it make sense for us to find a location where people can do it safely? We had uh, around 300 people die uh, last year in um, in Calgary. Uh, due to opioid fentanyl, and what we're seeing now is, is that this has quickly shifted, really just coming into the fall last year, to methamphetamine, greater methamphetamine use, um, and uh, the challenges around that are, are significantly different than just saving people's lives in, in terms of opioids. I mean, anecdotally, we've heard that there has been an increased police presence uh, over the last couple of months, December, January. Uh, I mean, has, has there been any positive signs initially stemming from that? Well, I think you know, the, you know, there, there's always the problem kind of solves in the police, and the police have done an, inc- uh, you know, this is no easy task. Um, the police have done an incredibly good job, but there's always a bit of lag time. So I think we're going to wait and see uh, what January. You know, we're still seeing. What's interesting is, is we started hearing about this from the neighbors, and I spent my whole entire life uh, in the neighborhood there. Um, just quickly, 
you might remember Beltline in the early 90s. It was a pretty rough and tumble part of town. Uh, and now, you know, uh, over the over the last 30 years, it's become one of the real vibrant, uh, vibrant downtown kind of residential neighborhoods in the country. And so we don't want to lose it to that. But we started hearing things from businesses and the residents. I started seeing it myself. I'm in around the neighborhood every day. And with great concern, the reports and the stats that we were getting weren't really quite reflecting that. Uh, and so they started to look at a more immediate vicinity. But really, this, this methamphetamine use, this shift happened very, very quickly. It started happening in October-ish of last year. Uh, we saw the price of methamphetamines collapse. It was around $20, and now it's like 3 to 5 And so we uh, have really been working hard to adapt to this to this shift but there there are still a number of challenges the police have been committed to that increased presence and we're just looking at what other things we need to do uh to ensure and to better protect uh the the residents and businesses that are living in and around the neighborhood there all right well what stands out to you is the top priorities in terms of what needs to happen well, I brought forward a 12 kind of immediate things. You know, the long-term challenges of opioid, of this opioid crisis that's facing not only our community, but communities across, uh, across the country. For, I think it's around 4,000 people in Canada died last year. And this, this is a, there are, this is a complex problem. Uh, there are a lot of medium and long-term solutions, but the solutions to, uh, to dis- social disorder and crime are uh, are are solutions that we can fix today, and that really is around presence. Whether you're talking about increased police presence, we have corporate security on some of our parks. We have our bylaw officers. Alberta Health Services has a bunch of tools. What things? What are some of the very specific things that we need to do to keep those adjacent neighborhoods safe? And and and, and a lot of it really comes down to increased presence. I mean, there's there's a cost then involved in that. I mean, is is it manageable from your perspective? Yeah, you know, I mean, Alberta Health Services has to step up uh, in terms of how they operate the facility. These facilities, oftentimes what you see is, is they just kind of take care of what's happening inside the facility and less concern around the adjacent, uh, adjacent, whether you're talking about the sidewalk right outside it or a block away, uh, they need to step up and do that. The proposals that I've brought forward are very, very reasonable. Um, what we need to remember is, is that our downtown uh, is the goose that lays the golden eggs in terms of our ta- uh, of, uh, of the tax base collection. If we lose the downtown and property values collapse, um, the financial costs to citizens in the city could be far greater. And so for what I hope to be very reasonable investments to keep the neighborhood safe, which I think, you know, who, who's going to argue against us spending money to, to keep a neighbor, to keep people and businesses safe. We want to ensure that, that that's a, that's a very base function of the city. So, uh, reasonable costs, but we're, we're, we still have to look at exactly what that is. Right. Because the, the vote yesterday was for the notice of motion. It wasn't yeah. a vote necessarily in a, to, to approve all of these initiatives. Yeah, no, I mean, and remember that some of these initiatives have to do with Alberta Health Services, but I mean, a number of them are, 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 are on us. We've got, uh, Central Memorial Park, which is this beautiful park that we've revitalized in the downtown. We've got to put security cameras there. We have to increase, uh, in, increase security around the park. Those are things that will cost some money, but we're not talking about tens of millions of dollars here. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, we're looking at building a new arena, uh, a new convention center, all of these things with great economic benefit. But who wants to go to a city? Uh, that has big social disorder and crime problems. And so it's part of the balancing act of, 
uh, of, of, uh, of, of what we're trying to accomplish uh, in terms of other big projects in the city. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, Councillor Woolley, thanks for making some time for us here today. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for taking the time, Rob. Take care. Uh, Ward 8 City Councillor Evan Woolley talking about his notice of motion approved unanimously by City Council yesterday, but now these initiatives need to be considered by Council. The report's going to go to Community Services Committee on the 13th, so that's, what, a week from Thursday. Uh, so there'll be an update, some recommendations regarding some of these. Also to look at, you know, the costs and the impacts associated with them. Our number here, 403-974-8255. This is Afternoons on 770 CHQR. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.